Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Life 265, iHeartRadio. Of course, uh, I'm happy to have you here. It's an honor. Big time now. Release everything and do you. Ready EP yeah. available on all platforms now. How are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about I'm, all the reception, being independent? And I feel as though this is like a rebirth for you because it's a project you said that was long overdue. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a whole rebirth, Max. Like, I feel great. Um, It's one of those things that I needed to do, you know, and I got it out of my system and I'm so happy that people love it. Yeah, Red, that's a deep track right there. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that record take you? Because that was personal. You had some aggression to get out there. Uh, red, red was the quickest one. Not gonna wow. lie. Wow. Red, I wrote like so super quick. Um, yeah, I kind of just took. All, it wasn't even just about relationships. Like I felt like because of where the beat led me, because that's how I write. Um, even when I'm with a writer, like I like to allow the track itself to lead me into figuring out what concept I'm gonna do. And the minute I heard red, I just started singing. I'm seeing red and I'm like, Hmm. And then I just kind of took all the pain, just everything I've ever been through and just kind of channeled it into one thing, but I still made it relatable, you know? So yeah, not going to lie. That's definitely a favorite for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you just get this whole new energy of release everything and do you, when did you kind of come to terms um, with that? I would honestly say, I, I'd honestly say last year, Mm. 2023 you know like I took a break um in 2016 and then I came back into music in 2020 um I had a song called same guy with an art Jamaican artist called um down here and uh after that you know I, I, it was up and down for me and I'm like yo I want to do the music that I want to do and so last year I was like you know when they say like everything is falling you think everything is falling apart but it's really coming together I think that was happening to me, you know, and and I was just kind of just going through the motions. It was it's been a very transformative period in my life, and I just decided, okay, I'm just gonna let go. I'm not gonna try to hold on to anything. I'm not gonna try to like, yeah, I'm just gonna release my grip and just release everything and just allow myself to be. And that was how Ready started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how are the opportunities coming in the states? Because I heard that you never performed here before, and oh. that Miami is your second home. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm because I'm always there. So Miami's my second home. Philly's my third home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always traveling um between those because just because I have family there, you know, and um, so far, you know, it's just kind of getting out there and being seen in that space. And yeah, it's it's so so far so good. Uh, we're we're still working. You know, you know, it's a process, you know, yeah, it's a process. So, you know, we're still working. We're still um sharing the EP across all platforms. And just I, I just want people to love it. You know, I just want people to tap into Danique and love Danique and love my music. And then we could grow from there. You know, we could grow together. Exactly. And and how does it feel? Because you're independent. And I think there was some talk I me mean, doing your research on, on you that there are some talks behind the scenes I was hearing. So are you kind of at the point now? I'm just going to focus on me. If the right deal comes along, you know what? I'm just going to build equity within myself for now. Yeah. I, you know, like I've never been signed by a major. Yeah. I heard um, about it. It was like a local label in Jamaica, right? Yeah. yeah. Label in Jamaica. So for me, like I love, I, I'm never going to like be against getting signed with a major. That, yeah. that would be a big deal. But for now, I'm just kind of just going to do what I do with myself, you know, because, you know, I have, a, I have, a, I have a, my team 
and we work really well together. So because we have this great energy and this great chemistry, we're putting in the work and I will, whatever that unfolds, you know, hopefully a major knocks on and be like, Hey, yeah, let's talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, when we go back to your roots, because you kind of were, you grew up on like strict morals and principles. There was a time your oh, father yeah didn't speak to you for four years because you were oh, max you did your research yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is your father accepting of your dreams now because you oh, yeah. didn't want to stay in school but, and i totally understand that because it's just not what you wanted to do um you know i did one year of college i did one year of university and it just wasn't what i wanted to do it was what my dad wanted to do and i was like you know what let me let me let me let me try this out. So yeah, he was not for that. Like my dad didn't talk to me for like four years. He was just like, uh-uh. But I get it. Like, especially now being a parent myself, I get it. It's like you're going into this world that I don't know anything about. So I can't protect you from anything. And I think that was the biggest case. But once he saw that I made a name for myself, he was kind of like, Oh, okay, okay, she did it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the icebreaking moment, if you don't mind, Sharon, when you started speaking again? Um, When did my dad talk to me? I think it was I came. I had a front page spread in the oh. local paper. Yeah. And then he kind of he took his time because if it's one thing that I feel like everybody will tell you about Jamaican men, they don't know how to apologize. They don't know how to come around. I feel like Jamaican people on a whole. <laughs> but um. My dad, yeah, he 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 showed it to my mom and he was like, oh, wow, Danique's doing big things. And, you know, my mom was kind of like, yeah, she been told you, you know, and, and it was kind of from there that he took his time to kind of come around. And, and you know, because I guess now he's seeing that, OK, she made it work. Mm. <laughs> and your grandmother, rest in peace and my condolences, because she was the one that you were performing for with these concerts when you were younger. Yeah. And yep. what was so interesting was that it just didn't hit you at such a young age about just what the definition of deaf is because your mother was such like a, I heard was a soldier during that time. It kind of, yeah. 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 100% mom, my mother, like I remember the morning my grandmother died. Like my mom, it was like, she kept such a strong front for us. You know, she took us to school anyway. Well, me, she never told me until late, I guess because she knew the bond between me and my grandma. So, you know, she never told me I was 12 or 13, I believe. And yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard. But um, I know that, I, if there's anybody that's their blessings are still covering me, I know it's hers for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, do you feel as though that she's with you? Because I heard that you're spiritual. What kind of get into it if you feel that she's with you at times and kind of when this spiritual awakening has been? Because I heard you grew closer to God. I did hear about uh, yep. and I did hear about the the, the story about everything yeah. with your life and yeah. almost losing your life, which is I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want you to be emotional I know, I know. tonight. Yeah. So we get to to it i'm gonna cry and i don't want to cry yeah no i don't <laughs> want to do that tonight <laughs> but, yeah yeah so you know i've always been I've always, i grew up in a christian household so you know i've always known god um yeah. i went through i think i feel like we all go through this phase where we're questioning god like you know where are you what are you doing why are all these things going wrong um but i never really drew far away from him i never really wandered too far and it was yeah it was when um it was before i had my daughter um, I had my son in 2018. I had my daughter in 2020, but it was before I had kids that I started to really kind of get the spiritual awakening. Like, okay, like, okay. Like every single time, like I thought I wasn't going to make it. Like God kind of showed me, well, like I found a way. And then I had to realize that, okay, it's not you. It's really not you. And so, um, you know, I started going to church again. I started just really learning more about my faith and figuring out, okay, what is it that 
I need and what is it that I desire to accomplish from a relationship with God and my with my daughter same thing that we're talking about with my daughter you know I kind of flatlined on the on the table and got back brought back to life yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was in that moment that I'm like yo that was another thing too that you know it kind of I feel like it started the transformation even though it was back in like 2020 but it started the transformation of just letting go like just releasing everything anything that doesn't belong to you anything that doesn't want to stay anything that doesn't serve you anything that doesn't help you be a better person just let it go mm. And what's so interesting, too, just about your whole journey, because there's a lot of people and I can relate to when you have to visualize it before you believe it, and, yeah, which which I do agree with 100 percent. A lot of people only believe it when they see it, which is those are not visualizers and dreamers. And, and when we see it, when did you kind of realize that people who didn't believe in your vision, that they were objecting their insecurities onto you? When did you had kind of get into that mindset of realizing that? I, I honestly believe that it was on my journey last year. So I, I took a year mm. to do the EP, to record the songs, to put them together, to figure out how they're going to go, like formulate how, what track is going to go where, um, what the name of the EP is going to be. So it was through that process and working with new people and and kind of just looking at my circle. Um, you know, it, it wasn't getting bigger, but it was getting stronger. Um, and so, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah. And it wasn't until like right when the EP dropped, like maybe a couple of days after when, you know, it started to chart, it did all these things that I never expected. Like for me, like I said, the EP was something that it was personal for me. Like I needed to get it out of my system. And that's when I saw, you know, this whirlwind of just positivity, great energy. Like, you know, even people like, oh, you know, I knew you could do it. No, you didn't. You didn't, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You, know, you were one of those people that were saying I couldn't do it, but it's okay because I don't let stuff like that affect me. I just understand that people can only see as far as they can see. Like people's perspectives are not as far as others and that's fine. So I don't let it affect me because I realize that a lot of the times when people project that negativity onto you is because they can't accomplish it. And it's, it's cool. It's cool. What you can't do has nothing to do with what I can do. So, um, yeah, I have noticed that, you know, after the EP, but I'm, I'm, I'm still warm. I'm still welcoming because at the end of the day, just like you said, I understand it's something I always say to sometimes people can't believe it before they see it. Mm. But for me, like it was when I realized that nobody was getting my vision, like nobody got where I want They get, they got it, but they still wanted to do what they wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, because I can see it before I believe it. Let me just do it. Mm, no, that's real. And that's how you have to do it. And and just when we go back to it and we look at, is it, do you think it comes from a parent standpoint? Because my mother always pushed me to go after your dreams and your grandmother was very supportive of you. Do you mm -hmm. think it's a, a lack of the parenting pushing their kids that you can follow and believe in your dreams? Do you think that's a, big, think so. a big factor? I think so. And, and, and if it's, if it's one thing that you'll know, um, I can tell you firsthand about Caribbean culture, um, especially Jamaican culture is they don't really like dreams, arts, no. They're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, something like that. So, I mean, times are changing. And, you know, people like me now, you know, who have kids now, we're, we're the generation that's like, okay, we're not going to do that to our kids. We're going to support them. We're going to let them understand that dreaming is okay. You know, we're going to see try and keep them grounded in reality too, but also let them know that it's okay to dream. It's okay to have big dreams and it's okay to go after those. But I do agree with you. I do think that it's a lack of support in that area. 
Yeah. And that's what people, especially when they have kids, they have to push their kids that you can follow in your dreams and you don't have to do something regular. You can go out there and be extraordinary. Yeah. That's so important. <laughs> but but these Bel Air performances, I heard that you won their first performance. No. I, I think Whitney Houston, right? <laughs> and, and, and Lauren Hill, right? I think you're performing songs. Yes. By now. Yeah. Yeah. You are okay. I need you on my squad. Like, yeah. okay, no, we, no, we gonna have to have a talk. Um, yeah, I won. Um, it was the first time they were doing anything like that. So I always used to sing at school concerts, like that was my thing. But um, I sang Bob Marley and Lauren Hill's Turn Your Lights Down Low. And the thing is, I was really, really nervous because there was another girl there that could sang her ass off, man. And she sang Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. Now, anybody that knows that song or anybody that knows Christina Aguilera knows that she can sang, sang. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I was fretting. I was worrying. I was like, no, I'm not going to win. Like, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win. And then when they said I won and I, I had to find out like, how, how did I win over her? Like, she was so good. And they explained to me that it was because of the diversity. So I sang, I channeled the song and the, the you know, it, it's like, it was a performance. So it wasn't just a singing piece, it was a performance. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> it, it, it is interesting. It, were you kind of, was that the moment you started to get discovered? Was there people at the audience that saw uh, this? No, 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 no. The When I started to get discovered was I did this local talent show down in, in Jamaica called Rising Stars. Okay. And that was when I never lasted really long um, on it. Um, one, I was I, I was young and that's one. And I chose the wrong song. I did. I can honestly say that now, like because I made it to round three, I think. Mm -hmm. And I definitely chose the wrong song for round three. Like, I don't know what what I was thinking, but. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that you actually became a judge for Rising yep, Stars? I read somewhere. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there any artists out there that you're looking to work with at some of the Rising Stars events that you've been at? Is there some that you see oh, blowing sure, up? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'd love to. So some of the winners, um, I'm, I'm actually really um good friends with them. Christopher Martin and Romaine Virgo. I love that. They're amazing singers too. And I'd also like to, a lot of art, there are a lot of artists out there that I think we could do great collaborations together. Um, One of my dream collaborations is Sean Paul, Um, of course. Okay. Uh, I, I thought you yeah. worked with him, didn't you? I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, the alarm, yeah. Yeah, it was more like a production. but Okay, so, so you weren't like in the studio then with him. Yep. So he produced one of my songs and then in the video, you know, he was in the video and he was featured in the video, which was incredible. Um, but Sean is my guy. So I really would love for us, especially now in this new season where, you know, I know where I want my music to go. I know what I, I know my sound now. So I know what I what I what my sound is. I'd really love to kind of do something with him. And there's so many more like there's so many talented people in Jamaica. Like Cranium is also one of my favorites. Cranium, yeah. Cranium is like so sick with melodies. Like, I don't know where he finds them. Like, it's crazy. And um, there's artists like TJ. Um, oh, God, so many. And then when you talk about international, I love Lil Wayne. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. Lil Wayne is on my bucket list of collaborations. <laughs> talented, yo. Um, but yeah. Mm. I, I want to take it back to your first 
CDs that you bought with Pink and Britney Spears. Let's take it back there. Yeah. What, what, what is it about those two artists? Because it's so interesting when you look at them. Pink has her own style too, and people, a lot of people don't bring her up. She does there's, there's way more spotlight and credit than she gets in, in artist influences. What um, would you, if you were to do a song with Pink? What would that? What would you want to? It do would probably her? be something like Most Girls, either mm. Most Girls or There You Go, but more than likely Most Girls because. For me, so when I got those CDs, Britney was who I wanted to be because I was a tomboy growing up. So that's why I, I gravitated to Pink so much because Pink in that era when Pink was black. <laughs> yeah, family portrait. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you know, you know. Um, so Britney was who I wanted to be and Pink was who I was. So if I ever had to do a track with Pink, it would definitely be a, a remix or a remake to most girls for sure. Oh, that's fire. That that really is. And and, and then when we reading just about your history, Lincoln, with I 10, you know, with him. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was big. And he, he was on your label. He was on the label yeah. at the time. That's how you got to. Yeah. Yep, yep. So Octane has been like a big brother to me throughout the entire time. You know, like he taught me so much. He was the one that like really got me to understanding like performing and just kind of there's a thing we do as artists where we kind of just, you know, it's like on a, a promo run. So you kind of just pop up. And you perform so, you know, people can see you. And for me, I did a lot of those with him and they helped me gain more confidence and, and more surety on stage. Like, because just coming into the industry, I didn't really understand all of those things. Stage presence, you know, confidence, how to handle a stage. I didn't understand any of that. So having him as kind of like a guide was really, really helpful. And up to this day, up to this day, he's still my big brother for wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is interesting because you, you speak about it just being in the industry at such a young age and people say they remember you when you had braces. So you're coming into the game like really young. So what's some yeah. like important advice you would give to the youngsters coming into the game now that, you know, the resources that they should search for as mm -hmm. they're coming into it? Because you said it like stage presence, different things. What's mm -hmm. something that you, these artists should prepare and get the resources for? Um, Honestly, I think what's not talked about enough, Max, is the fact that there are just certain situations that you're not going to be prepared for. And it, it takes experience and it takes just growing up a little bit. I feel like sometimes we, you know, this notion when people talk about, oh, you're not viable to be an artist anymore when you're under, when you're over 30. And it's like, I find that weird because the Grammys just now, Victoria Monet is 34. She, you know, she won best new artist. Mm -hmm. Um, SZA one, SZA might be in her early thirties, but J Babyface is sixty four, yeah. and he he was on the writer right. He was he he co wrote Snooze, so it's like I feel like and honestly just seeing it, I see it happen so many times. And I remember when I was twenty two, twenty three, like what? There were a lot of things that I would have done then that I wouldn't do now. And it's like you know I feel like that's not talked about enough. Just the level of maturity and involvement that would be great to have in the industry. Of course, work ethic is 100% necessary. So talent is, I tell people this all the time, talent is 10% of the game. Talent, I, I personally can find millions of people that can sing and dance circles around me. But what's your work ethic like? Mm. You know, like, like what can you, can you like, what's your day like? Like my day, I wake up in the morning, I get my kids ready for school, I take them to school, I go to the gym, I work out, then I'm in the studio, then I go pick up my kids from school, I take them to extra classes, then I'm back in the gym. You know what I mean? If I have a shoot, if I have a video shoot or whatever, 
I get my kids ready for school. I take them to school. I head on to my video shoot, you know? So it's like, what is your work ethic? Like, how bad do you want what you want? And I'm not talking about how bad in your, you know, you're willing to risk it all or do anything for what you want. But like, what is your, what, what is your brain like when you're thinking about, you know, you have to get this, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a game. Like when you see people like, when I hear people bash Kim Kardashian, it bothers me because I'm like, yo, you can't take away from her what she's done. Like, okay, yeah, you guys like to, people like to talk about, oh, she's a girl with no talent, but can you do what she's done? No, like, that, trust me, I, I'm i not a big fan, but I completely agree. Yeah, it's, her, it's, right? it's, it's, it's the exactly. hard work, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. Like for me, it's always give credit where credit's due. You don't have to like people. You don't exactly. have to like people to just give them the credit that they're due. Like, yo, if they work hard, y'all, they work hard. That's not easy. That's not easy to do, to wake up at four in the morning, head on a shoot, then head on to another shoot. Then in that shoot, you got to change clothes. You got to change makeup. You got to, it, it's a lot, but people don't get that because a lot of people don't respect art. They don't mm. respect the arts. They really, really, don't. like people think we just wake up and just come on here and talk. And yeah, then, exactly. Oh, they think it's, they, <laughs> we, we make it look easy. Do you think people hate <laughs> the hustle or the the success that comes with the results? I think, uh, in my opinion, I think a lot of the times I realize that a lot of people are lazy, so they don't like the hustle. It's the hustle. But yeah, it's a hustle. But yeah. I will say that you do have some people that also hate on people with the success because of the work that they're not willing to do. So yeah. they see your glory and then they hate on that. But why are you willing to do what I did? Like for me, I have an original series. It's called What Would Denise Do? It just dropped um yep. the other day podcast yeah. yeah so it's eight episodes and we shot those eight episodes in three days i was up at five every single morning got my kids ready took them to school and then headed out to shooting and i'm talking about we shot three episodes per day in each episode i had to change makeup i had to change hair i had to change clothes i had to prepare myself energetically for the different people that i was interviewing because that's the thing too you know you you'd like to have to position yourself because not all the people that i'm interviewing are the same it's different personalities it's different characters so you know you got people gotta know like are you willing to do all of that to get to where i'm at because <laughs> Honestly, if you're not, then please keep your bad mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, who does she know? She's related to someone. And that's not how it goes in this industry, especially you with coming into the game and not having exactly. that much help. And, you know, exactly. thank, thank God for that. There were mentors in there. Yes. I attend, you know, we, we mentioned him. So you had the right people around you. But I did want to get into this, sharing the stage with Nicki Minaj. How was that yep. experience? Yeah, because it was at the Reggae Sum Fest. Yep, that yeah. was something. That was my second year, I think, or third year on the big stage at Sumfest. It was amazing. It was amazing. Just to be on the same night that Nikki was performing, that was like, what? That's incredible. So that was a big deal for me. Wow. Did you get to speak with her at all? Or yeah, yeah I did. Wow. What did, what did she say to you? What did you say to each other? She, she honestly, she gave me a big hug. She's like, I think you're beautiful. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like nobody says that, but you know, hey. <laughs> Here, here's what I see when I think of you: R&B, dance hall, but most of all, pop. I think you—that's what you're striving for—to be a pop artist, and I think that's where the inspiration comes with Britney Spears, Pink, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston was pop. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says; everyone likes to put the R&B label on her. She tried so hard to get out of pop because she thought she was selling out black people, but Whitney was pop. She was pop at the end of the day. How difficult is it? from especially when you're from Jamaica to break the mold of being a dance hall artist. Do you feel as though that you've kind of been boxed in at times in your career as a dance oh, yeah, hall? Sure. Yeah. 
the thing is, when people hear that you're Jamaican, they automatically you're automatically, Jamaican. Yeah. music, you're automatically in that category. Even if you've never done a dancehall song, you've never done a reggae song, the minute they hear that you're Jamaican in music, yeah, you got to be in there. So for me, it was like, I don't even see boxes anymore. I don't see these these prototypes, these, these labels anymore. I kind of just do what I do. And however you discover me is a win. You know, I just don't want to be boxed in because... At the end of the day, um, even though people would, because I'm Jamaican and because I'm a singer, and even though they've heard my music, of course I've done dancehall songs, but you've always been able to hear an infusion of R&B in my music or, or pop. Yeah, the, especially when we look at even just Chino giving you your first international yeah. one, yeah. That was driving me insane. That went yeah. um that went crazy on his album. I think that was the number one selling single on his album at the time. So shout out to Chino. Yeah. Are you still close with Chino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chino's yeah, yeah. my guy. <laughs> <laughs> or some I would love to see you do some records with like I don't I, I think Shaka Deem is is he still are they still impliers? Are they still going? Probably. Yeah. They're probably touring right now. Yeah, or even like Shaba Rank, something like that. I that would be Shabba. Yeah. I love well, that you, would be dope. Yeah. Me and Shaba on a Steven the Genius track. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> or even you can't go wrong with Shaggy either. That would be huge. Yeah, cannot, cannot. Shaggy's that guy. Yeah, he he. he, he international artists. You mentioned Little Wayne. Who are some other mm -hmm. international artists that you would love to collaborate with? Um, I really like Rod Wave. I think. Mm, he's and you're working with his producer too. Is it for I Make know. a Wish? Yeah. Yeah, that boss Evan. Um, yeah. But I like I like Rod Wave a lot. I like Tyrese. Um, I mm. like his sound. I love Ludacris. Like anybody that knows me, know if you know, you know I am a Ludacris. Southern fan. hospitality. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Max. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I said it. I said it. My theme song for this year is "Stand Up." Is stand move up. it and stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Those two <laughs> songs for twenty twenty four. Um. And then when we talk about like new school, I re I like Lil Baby. I like his sound. It, you know, he has this vibe. Of course, female wise Sierra. I love me some yeah. Sierra. I love Riri if she ever comes back into music. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, rapper wise, I love Meg Thee Stallion. Love mm. her. I think we'd make a dope track together. Um, Carrie Hilson, I'd love to collab with her with writing. I think she is such an incredible songwriter. Um, Neo as well. Um, and Mario, Mario, I love me some Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Too many to name. Like you, 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 you got me. If you got me really started, like I'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good though, because it's just you continuing to reach goals here and there. But how do you, how are you uh, planning on? Because I think it's time, especially with the new Ready EP, for mm -hmm. you to tour the states. So how are you looking right now as far as your plan of attack to get at these venues? I, I think you're ready. I think I'm ready too, Max. Yeah. Thank you. Um. You know, we're 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 just trying to put everything together. I mean, it's still early in the year. I know the year is moving pretty fast because February kind of came in like crazy. And be like, yo, yeah, February is like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm in and out. Um, but we're we're still putting stuff together. So we want to like for summer for sure. I definitely want to have a full U.S. tour ready to go. And of course, with um, with definitely the the input of interviews like this with you, I know yeah. that's definitely gonna help too. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited about this year. We're looking at U.S. We're looking at Japan um, and we're looking at uh, Caribbean, the Caribbean as well. But just to really like create some roots and do what needs to be done. 
when it comes ready like you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready oh i like that in the uk i heard you want to get out there too Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yep 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 i'd love to head out there to the uk fans they're loving i have a track called my don and they definitely love that one and i have another track like the one i told you about called same guy that i that they really like too so definitely want to put some fuel behind that fire and you know like i said as an independent artist it's hard you know because me and my team we do most of the funding so labels pay attention um but outside of that yeah it's just i've never i've never been um that's one thing that has you know most people will ask me like you know why aren't you further than you are and honestly one of the major things is i've never been funded it's just always kind of just me just knowing this is what i need to do and kind of moving forward in that case but so Crosses fingers that that changes this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2009, I mean, you've been going strong here. What's your thoughts on social media and how it's kind of changed? It really has. It's changed music. What's your thought? Because when 2009 came, you still had you had the emergence of social media starting because yeah. you had artists like Lil Wayne still, but more importantly, like yeah. Drake and J. Cole that, that they started the out organic side of things. But then mm-hmm. they were kind of starting on the social media side of things. It was still at the organic in person, still the mm-hmm. 106 and parks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on just when you look at it through your lens from your career about how social media may have helped and just the overall thoughts of how it's changed music? Yeah, I think social media has evolved so much. And the one thing that I think it's done is make everything kind of so fast paced and make people forgetful. You know, so you're hot today, but if you're not, if, if nothing happens tomorrow, then they kind of forget about you. You know, it's kind of created that gap. Uh, MySpace, when you think about MySpace, High Five, Facebook, you know, where they started from, you know, with the Drakes, when Drake started out with his mixtapes. And um, one of my favorite Drake songs of all time is still brand new. And a lot of people don't know that song because, you know, they kind of jumped on the Drake wagon later yeah. on. Um, <laughs> But I think how it's evolved, that's one of the the downsides for me. But the upside is that you now get a chance to showcase yourself in a different way. So it's not just about the artistry anymore. People people want to get to know you. They want to know who you are. They want to feel like they can connect to you. And I think that's it can be a bad thing, but I think mostly it's a good thing because now it really opens that door for your fans to be able to connect with you better and be like, okay, I love I love his music or I love her music. And but now I love her too. So that's even better, you know? Mm. Do you feel as though there's times where it can get too personal? I've heard you open up about the DMs on, on different interviews. Ah! <laughs> it's, it's disturbing. I know people are just ridiculous. But do you feel as though it's it's too personal? It's like, why do I got to reveal everything about myself at times? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That That's the double-edged sword that I feel. That's one of the cons for me of social media. I feel like the expectation of people is like, once now they feel like, oh, I, you, I know you now. You need to tell me everything. Like, you know, and it's always like, you know, they don't think kind of think you have a life outside of social media. So whatever you post that they're going to take it as face value. And that's not the case. But, you know, people just you just have people that believe that it didn't happen if you don't post it. And it's just like, OK, you know, what are you going to do? They're going to believe what they believe anyway. Yeah. What's the plans as far as the new music after with this ready EP? Are you looking to extend this into a deluxe, an album? What's kind of something that you're planning to- with? Yeah, I'm actually looking. We're actually working on the album right now. Um, we're slated to drop it next year, but right now the focus is ready. ready I have yeah. a few songs um dropping this. I just had a song drop called I'm I'm on the remix of a song called Think Like a Man. Um, that's with a local artist, Devin the Doctor. Big up yourself, Devin, produced by Romy Icon and Great X Productions. And I have a new single coming out called Gone. That's produced by Sponge Music. And um, that's going to be that's going to be dope. It's a song. I call it a world song. Like it's one of those songs that 
it's necessary because everybody will be able to feel that song. Like no matter what race, what, what ethnicity, what background, no matter where you come from, what culture, how old you are, no matter what, I feel like everybody will gravitate to that song and connect with it. Um, so that's going to drop real soon too. And of course, um, just kind of re ready takes priority, you know, but for me, it's like, I love music. So I'm just going to do music and do good music. It, of course and we heard we've been hearing it your whole career and now with the new ep but this new show that you got are you looking to extend this more into reality tv you kind of want to get this even more on like a network how, how are you looking to expand the we're, show we're, for, for, I, so the first season is a tester just to see because okay. i've always wanted to do a show um didn't quite know what i wanted to do the show about so like i just sat down and kind of put some ideas together and then i had title league come in and they were like okay let's let's do it so I would love to extend it. I'd love, we're currently talk, in talks about season two um, and what that's going to look like, what that's going to be like. But so far, so good. The people love it. The, another episode, I, I drop an episode every two weeks. It's eight episodes in season one. So I feel like, you know, people are going to have their fill of it and we're going to just see see what the response is. So far, so good, though. I'm grateful. What's something that people are going to learn about you in this show that you're going to be releasing within these eight episodes that people might not have known about you before? Um, I think what people don't realize is like, I'm all these people in one. So, you know, some people will see like, they'll see me in one place and I'm, I'm different. And then they'll see me in another place. And I'm like, hold on, but that's not her. So that's what people like to say. Whenever you show a side of you that they've never seen before, they like to say that's not her. What these episodes are showing are the different elements, the different layers of who I am and kind of tapping into that. So, yeah, like even um, I remember just seeing uh, an interview I just did where somebody was like, oh, she's she's a little too masculine. And then somebody was like, honestly, it's not masculine. That's just who she is. Like she, she's down to earth, like she keeps it real. But I'm also very soft which a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a baby. I'm a big baby. No, <laughs> I'm in my game. I'm a big baby. I'm a, I'm a bit of a princess, but a good one, not a bratty princess. No. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So they're going to get to see all of those layers combined. I know, you know, that TikTok trend where they're like, um, so you're this and you're this and you're this. Yeah. I'm all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, besides everything, the new music, that's what you're pushing right now is the Ready EP. you got mm -hmm. your show going now. What are some other things that you're looking to accomplish in 2024? Oh, gosh. Oh, it too sounds like a long much. list. I know. Too much, Max. But I will say this. One thing I'm big on is intentionality and really, like, resting and making time to be present. Because a lot of the times we're so focused on the things that we pray for, or we're so focused on tomorrow that we forget to enjoy today. So I would say the number one thing on my bucket list is to go to Iceland in Reykjavik to see the Aurora Borealis. Number one. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now my bucket list is long. So that's why I'm just going to give you number one. Just give me um, number one. Yeah. But outside of that, I just want to give my career 100%. I've ne I never did that. So, you know, first first go around, I never did that. You know, I was I was really, really young. I was really naive. I didn't know the business. But, you know, kind of now it's like I, I, I've kind of taken my power back now. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. And it's go time. So really just giving this 100%. And, you know, seeing where it takes me and just really pouring into it. And thankfully, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do that. And you're ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Born ready. <laughs> uh, 
Is there anything else you would love to let your fans know here tonight? Anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to bring up that you want to mention? Anything else? Um, oh, no. I think we covered everything. Other than make sure you guys tune into DJ Mad Max for oh, every episode. Awesome. Especially I, mine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if everybody, if anybody ever wants to reach me, um, Instagram at the Denique. T-H-E-D-E-N-Y-Q-U-E -E, um, for any music. In, in music, uh, my brand is not just music. So it's music, it's media personality. I'm also an actress. So, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but well, let's close out with that. What's the, the next steps here for the acting as well as the visual? Because I know you're releasing a visual for each yeah. video. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm I'm excited. We're planning now. We're actually planning Long Way Down's video. Long Way Down is the third track on the EP, I think. It's my favorite song to sing on the EP. So we're putting together the visuals for that. We're going to shoot that pretty soon, I believe. Um, but the focus, the main, main focus is the visuals for Gone. Um, and that's produced by Sponge. So I'm I'm excited about that one. Um, that one's that that song's pretty special. So I'm really really excited about that. That's going to be great. So we're going to drop that next month, um, in March. So yeah, I I'd love to segue into into TV and film. I love I love that. Um, especially voiceovers. So I'm really really I I really hope and well not hope because it's going to happen. So when it happens, when I you know kind of parlay into um the film film and tv I, I pray that it's just you know great and it's everything that i've ever dreamed of you know mm -hmm. so yeah are you looking to take your talents to la is that what your goals are you want to go to california yeah. everybody yeah. keeps telling me that i need to be in la yeah exactly i tell but, everyone that wants to be an actor gotta go there yeah yeah okay okay 100%. sorry i cut out yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I probably want to spend some time there, but like before. Okay. Do I have to move? Okay. I, don't get me wrong. You know, I love LA. Like I've been to LA so many times. I love LA. I love the, I love the vibe of of the city. I just, you know, it's it's my place. But like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, if it takes me there, then I'm gonna go there. Yeah. For 100% sure. For sure. Go after it. I, I did. There was something I did want to ask you, and I think a lot of people don't really touch on it, is how they're inspired about, because you, you talk about recording songs in Jamaica, just different places where you are. How much does that influence really affect the person's sound? Because if you're staying on the West Coast, say if I'm a New York hip hop artist, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. people are going to be like, why does he sound so West Coast? Because now I'm sounding like Dre and Snoop. And oh, you know, like, have you ever thought about like how much being in a different place affects a person's sound and it could change it completely? You know what? I never thought about that because it happened. It hasn't happened to me yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no matter. Yeah, no matter what, um, I still kind of maintain the, the only thing that I do is like. When I'm you 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 hear it you hear it when I'm talking like when whenever I'm talking to an it happen I don't know what it is, but every time like if I'm talking to an American like I go in and out of I have to like really go in and out of my Jamaican accent. Um, if I'm talking to somebody from the UK, I go into an English accent. It's annoying. Like it's like what are you doing? You're not even English. You're not even from there. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> but to be honest with you. I'm gonna pay attention to that now because you could you could be onto something there. I'm definitely gonna pay attention to that. 
Because yes, other cultures are very influential. Like I know that right now, because right now I feel like everybody wants to be Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at Drake, he's always trying to switch up his sound and his and stuff. It's crazy. Listen, it's crazy. And he does a really good job at it too. Yeah. He, is he on your list too? Is he on that boat? You want to oh, work Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. He's there because, you know, Drake is. But I want brand new Drake. I don't want nowadays Drake. I want mixtape Drake. Back yeah, exactly. So far gone, Drake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want best I ever had Drake. Yeah. Not not yeah. the sticking in with the younger crowd. No. That's what he's doing. I get it. But it's just. Yeah. He's so big. He shouldn't have to do oh, that. How did I forget to tell you? Like my dreamiest collab of all time is Usher. Oh, and Time. How did you feel about that Super Bowl performance? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Usher can do no wrong for me, though. Like, yeah. I'm one of those people. Like, I feel like Usher, from the era that he came from, he has successfully been able to reinvent himself with each era. And yo, you can't take that away from him. The man is, he's, he's a genius. Like, yeah, he is. 90s, early 2000s. Yep. Now, yeah, he just, he just keeps 2000s. going. Even now, like you know, like that song he did with Summer Walker and and um Twenty One Savage. Oh, so good, good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he, he's very talented, one of the all time greats, and he it's been solidified before he got that Super Bowl performance, and definitely one of the yeah. best I've seen for sure. And yeah, crazy. He deserved that Super Bowl performance. He did, and it's he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he did, and let's manifest a Super Bowl performance for you down the line. Twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Is that too far? Is that no. Too far? Okay. 2027. Let's do it. Denise, <laughs> anything else you would love to let your fans know? Anything else that we didn't mention here? I think we covered everything, but any kind of last so, mentions? Um, Just thank you for all the love. Go stream ready. And just stay tuned for more new music. The mixtape is dropping soon. So look out for that too. We're looking out for it. Denise, thank you for coming on the show. Anytime. Thank you're you. always welcome. Got to get you back thank when you, you got some you. more work. Absolutely, 100%. Let's do it again. All right, take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Congratulations on everything. It's only up from here. You're ready. Thank you, Max. Big love. Of course, big love. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>